This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of cisnormativity in healthcare and other systems, puberty side effects involving breasts, society's dismissal of they-them pronouns, and legal persecution against queer identity. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. Uh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? This is a real episode of doubles, you know, and... <laughs> At first, it was an episode of Doubles because we have two lovely guests with us, Deej and Joe, who are amazing. And they're amazing for another reason. And the reason is that we're recording this episode again. (laughs) Now for a second time. So we had some technical difficulties with the first recording. So now we're just back. We're back for a second one. It was our Um, practice run. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before then, it would like, you know, the first recording is just, you know, filled with a myriad of mistakes. I spent the whole time speaking in French, so I'm glad to be back talking in, I don't know, the Lord's English, whatever. Hello, Joe and Deej. Hello, hello. What is up? I think Deej is muted. I am muted. Hi. <laughs> Fantastic. And then, and then we're... We're going to talk to Deej and Joe, and then we're going to play a game. How are you two? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, it's a sunny Tuesday afternoon. Afternoon. Um, I am I am alive and functioning and awake. <laughs> I love all of those for you. And the good news is that the uh, person mowing the lawn outside of my apartment complex is feeling the exact same way right now. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. You know, I am alive. I am working on some things later, so I got to get my energy up for that. I am enjoying a cup of coffee right now to get myself awake. <laughs> um, but otherwise, otherwise, you know, pretty good. Very excited for this weekend. A lot of amazing things happening this weekend. Which, speaking of, uh, you two are involved with and Deja's hosting um, an event this weekend um, that that will be this Sunday, correct? Yes, nailed it. Uh, Called Coffee and Cocoa. Uh, You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Okay, so. Coffee and Cocoa is, is my little baby project. Um, I am a lifetime resident of Philadelphia. And one of the reasons why I got into performing is because um, I did not see enough. I can't even say a lot. I didn't see enough Black trans people um, 
in in the scene. Um, I hadn't fully emerged myself into the drag scene yet, um, but here I am. And but like I wanted to see more. Like cause there's been discussion of trying to get at least. Um, 50% or more POC casting in shows. Um, but one, I'm not seeing it enough. And two, I feel like with Philly being such a black, I'm going to say, I'm a black city, that there should be more shows that have black people, like that feature black people. Mm-hmm. And I honestly never thought that I would even get to producing shows because I don't know anything about it. But I'm just like, like quarantine has given me a lot of time to <laughs> <laughs> to, to to think about my life choices. But like, I I had the name Coffee and Cocoa written on one of the few dry erase boards in my room because uh, like it's like because uh, I had taken like a few hosting classes before quarantine and then during. And it's like, okay, to make a show, you have to come up with a name. Like, what name would you come up with? And, like, black and brown people come in various shades. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, coffee, you can put a variety of stuff in it to make it not look like coffee anymore. <laughs> or at least to not look as dark. Um, so I wanted to have a name that at least started to approach the various shades of the like people that I would eventually, that I hope to eventually have a part of this show. The, this first cast is, I, I am so excited for it. Like I'm surprised everyone that we asked said yes. I feel like I'm about to start tangenting onto something unrelated, but. It's all uh, of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I just I, I I just needed to see more. I want us to be in the limelight. I want us to be present. I want us to be like part of the Philly nightlife. And um there's just there's no reason why we shouldn't at this point. Twenty twenty one, like especially with more push for like Black Lives Matter and things like it's just like it's it's long overdue and it's like let's see what what I can like contribute to to this community with my um ever expanding knowledge of of like performing and just being in the community I feel like I had more things to say last time but (laughs) we we still have plenty of time we're still chatting (laughs) I, I I feel that, I mean, you just scooped up many awards, including Drag King of the Year, so if ever anyone is It was only one. What? I only, only won one award, but I was nominated for three. So, it's so okay, you but... scooped up nominations <laughs> and scooped up award. <laughs> Even so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the ones to win, come on. Honestly, truly. Uh, So, Joe, you are um, performing in this show, and if I recall correctly from last time, assisting Deej uh, when it comes to uh, their producing for the first time. What excites you about this show? 
Um, what doesn't excite me about the show? Me Fair and enough. have that have the same uh, values that we definitely want to see more black and brown people be spotlighted in shows in Philly. And so when Deej posted that they were going to put on a show, I thought that was um, that really drew me to them. Because I am always one who loves somebody who's like, okay, I want to do this. Who do I need to talk to to make it happen? And let's make it happen. I feel I feel like the way I have noticed how things have been set up, especially pre-2020, um, it was almost like you had to you had to do this show to get your name out there. Then you had to do this show mm. and you had to do this competition and then you had to impress this group of people. But as we move forward and things start opening up again, I want there to be kind of less of that. Like you have to go through this gauntlet to, you know, prove your worth in this scene. So the more shows that there are that are celebratory and Booking all sorts of performers, I think, is what we need right now. And there are definitely a lot of shows that are happening now that are doing that. But, like, let's keep it going. Let's expand where the shows are being held. Let's expand how often the shows are being held. So, yeah, you could say I'm very excited to be part of the Coffee <laughs> and Coco team. And we are going to kill it for y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that this year um, has shown us many lessons, one of which is that the more accessible um, things like producing and hosting and participating in shows, like the more accessible that that process is, the better that the community is for it, because we're getting people who like, were not being given access in the past, like mm. we're seeing them in the spotlight and everyone's better for it truly <laughs> like uh, i have seen so many amazing performers that like had previously had to like crawl and scratch their way like oh no am i like worthy of producing that who the fuck cares produce the show let's go let's all go <laughs> i mean i was certainly in that camp like i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing i have no i want to say proper training or like introduction introduction into the performance world like a lot of people have done theater or dance of some flavor acting like something there's something perform usually performance based in their upbringing that brought them into eventually doing drag um, I also do burlesque so that'll probably be brought up a lot but um <laughs> but like and and Joe, like one thing you were mentioning about the gauntlet, it's like no one tells you like what that is before you start. Mm. So it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm into the show. And it's like, all right, how can I keep doing this? Oh, well, now you have to do this thing and you do that. And then there's another thing that you have to do that you weren't aware of. And it's like, when does this end? And it's like, like that's one reason why I never, I hadn't gotten an opportunity to really get involved in the drag community prior to me. Uh, well, you have to go to shows to know what shows are around, but mm -hmm. um, the financial aspect of that was a big bar barrier for me. Yeah. Um, so, like a lot of even burlesque shows, like I, my first introduction was through um, a friend of mine 
who did sound for a local troupe. Like I was, I was getting in for free for those. So it's like, and I realized how expensive those were. And like, unfortunately, either you have to know someone that can get you in for you to be able to see more and more shows if you're like struggling to make it week by week, or you don't really get involved really until you get involved. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm just incredibly excited for the show just so much. I can't wait to tune in. And yes. we will we will put information about it in the uh episode description so that if people want to check it out, they can. Um and Deja's also forwarded me the PayPal for the event, which y'all exceeded your fundraising goals, so I just want all of that to keep on coming your way. We will post that too. Give them money. Just give them money. Give them <laughs> give them money. Yeah. We and- currently have the funds to do two shows, um, as long as we don't change the number of performers. Um, so and that's that's hella exciting. We've already started talking about like um casting for that one. But like yes, please, like that that PayPal is gonna stay open for as long as this show runs. Because if there's just only one set, one place where the money like builds, um, with the exception of like the tip pooling, pool tip, however those words are supposed to go, um, like you know what you know like, what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Um, then it's like great. Then we can just keep expanding, and like it's all just sitting there. And it's like let's keep going. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Give them money, and then come yell with us in the audience. Yes, join us in the comments. Make noise. <laughs> Let's scream together. And I will say, I was so gagged when we exceeded our and met our goals because I put on a few shows in the past, but I had never really considered fundraising for them. I mean, a lot of the shows that I had done before, you know, this 2020 nonsense was uh, was very much independent and just seeing like when some random bar would be available, you know, like whenever, just for some like, honestly, just a free gig and, you know, trying to compensate your performers like that wasn't really feasible. It was fun though, because I think people liked the ideas that I had, but moving forward, I'm glad to know that this is a viable option since compensation is definitely something that needs to continue to happen um, for all the performers here in the city. And I am so glad that we met that. And, you know, I would love to continue to do this show far beyond into the future and hopefully have it just become a regular regular show. We're going to try our darndest, Deej. We're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and make it happen. The PayPal's right there, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> Scream and throw money. <laughs> That's the way. Ah! It's 2021. We're screaming and we're throwing money. The two That's steps. <laughs> and at step three, you will at last know peace. If you want to mix things up, you can throw money and then scream as long as the two things happen. Oh, right. <laughs> You can, like, put the money in your mouth and it'll leave your mouth as you're screaming if you're really nasty. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, so, aside from the show, uh, since you two are both uh, incredible and extremely booked performers beyond this show, <laughs> uh, how about each of you tell us a little about you, uh, whether it be your uh, experience in performance, your queer journey, so to speak, whatever you, whatever you want the people to know. I guess I'll start. Um, hi, my name is Joe. My stage name is as my eventide, but I previously went as denial for the past three years that I've been doing drag. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have made my way through the sort of gauntlet that I mentioned earlier of doing certain competition shows and, you know, trying to impress like certain audiences or whatever. But now that I'm definitely a lot more comfortable in who I am as a performer and what I have to offer, I have found that maybe I don't need to rely on those competitions as much. Not to say that there wasn't stuff that I learned from them. Sure. I've certainly, you know, gained guidance in many different ways while doing them. It may not have been directly through like, you know, winning any of them, but <laughs> but it was those, I will say those experiences were important for helping me realize uh, how to conduct myself professionally with producers, how to communicate with people inside the scene better than I was before, how to prepare myself for success as opposed to setting myself up for failure, and like a whole bevy of stuff that I don't know whether I could have done if I hadn't really made that sort of leap. So I don't know, I guess I'm giving maybe mixed messages. Like there are some good parts to like comp competition shows and some bad parts to competition shows. I don't know. Um, but moving forward, I think it's going to be a exciting change for Philly to see what is gonna happen with all these people who have exponentially shown growth throughout the past year in their performances, their makeup, their costumes, what have you. I just think that the sooner we can all get back out there and start really showing people what we've been up to for the past year without, you know, like a screen blocking, like without having to try and give it our all through a screen, I think people will be very surprised to the performance that they come back to in Philly. And that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I don't feel that you're giving mixed messages on that at all. I think that mm -hmm. with many other professional things and just in life, there are a series of directions one can take and each will have their various pros and cons. And one should assess them as they come. Like, I personally never got into the competition stuff simply because competitions give me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, no, they're not going to be a part of my journey. But that doesn't mean they're not, they, they are absolutely not helpful for anybody, you know? Or that there is no use to them. Right, right. That's so mm -hmm. true, though. And I will say, I, I mean, I, I, okay, I know I just went on all that, but... I do love like I like friendly competition like you know what I mean like yes I like have a competitive nature but I'm not like I'm not trying to come for people or whatever <laughs> you know mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Whereas somebody tried to teach me chess uh, during quarantine and I literally did not make the first move because I realized that there were so many ways I could mess up and that immediately froze me for five <laughs> solid minutes. So, you know, different, oh, different, oh my God. different folks. <laughs> that is that is very valid and very fair. <laughs> Although I will say I got, I, I really thought about like picking up a chessboard again because I like watched Queen Gambit, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh sure! Like, oh my god, I could do that, but <laughs> that's, that's hard. Mm. I will say the one like the I remember the one good, not one good experience, mm. but the most prominent experience and memory I have with chess is I, I was in like a chess club in like second grade or whatever, and I was about to go up against someone, and I was going to do the handshake, and the kid like he literally did this like the. Ooh, like oh, like the spike. <gasps> yeah, like, oh, like, go shake your hand, but then no. like fake out and not actually <laughs> shake your hand. And we ended up in a draw, and he was really salty about it. So there. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were gonna win, kid? Um, psych. Actually, psych we're actually gonna be the exact same level of competence. Yeah. <laughs> funny that. Funny that. Uh, so Deej, how about you? Okay, so. I'm going to bounce all over the place because that's usually what I do. Live it um, up. Podcasts. Uh, so my first, my first honestly ever performance, like in front of an audience that I had a say in, um, was uh, November 2018. I was doing my first burlesque routine at a show called Fleur's Flower Shop. Um, a local performer, Fleur de Soleil has um, her own, um, her little like uh, budding show. Um, and she often gets uh, new performers or like um, like performers that she's close friends with to, and, to like perform. And it, that used to be like several times a year, but anyway. Um, so that's when I had started performing. And um, I didn't, I was taking a lot of, um, classes um, in burlesque with um, uh, previously known as uh, Sister Bear Burlesque. Mm -hmm. um, and I never intended, or at the time I didn't intend on going into drag, but my something in my brain was like, oh, well, if you do burlesque, there's also drag in Philly. You should do that too. And I'm like, sure, why not? Which that journey started about two or three months after um, Flora's flower shop. And like, I had no idea how to get drag gigs at all. Um, my first perform, my first drag performance was turn up the transmission at tattoo, tattoo moms. Mm. And, um, and then I think that either that same month or the following month, um, I somehow ended up a headliner for the first and I think only GQ review with, um, I think it eventually turned into gender query, but um, I was at Front Street Dive, but like, I, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I did a, um, a Nick Fury number, dressed up as Nick Fury, and um, I lip synced to um, I'm Too Sexy, everyone's favorite song. <laughs> Everyone's favorite one hit wonder. Um, and, it was, and it was, I, I didn't know what my drag persona even was at the time, but it was fun. And like, 
I had to figure out how to develop that. And, but one thing that's different from drag, well, one thing that's different between burlesque and drag is that there aren't really class drag classes. Mm. Um, mm. So I ended up having to like talk to a lot of like drag kings and like non, I, I don't want to use the term non-drag queens, but that's kind of what they were. Um, and like I sat in on some like makeup kind of sessions, like they would hang out and like do face and whatnot. Um, but I had to like learn a lot by going to as many shows as I was financially able to, Mm -hmm. and then just trying to like consult with myself to figure out like, where do I want this to go? And each number that I did just gave me more information about what I wanted to do. And then, and this is the way it's phrased in my head, seeing what other people can get away with also helped in that. Mm. Um, Mm. Because like, everyone's drag isn't everyone's cup of tea. But like, when I see what things people like are comfortable doing, and it's like, oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's where that's where we can go, and then realize he's like nobody knows what you're gonna do, except you until it's out there. So, um, but like, it's been a slow journey, still figuring out who Deej Nuts is. Um, oh yeah, that's my, so my performer name is Deej Nuts. <laughs> um, for 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 announcers, it's Deej Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> No one ever puts the stank on the nuts. I need them to put the stank on it. Uh, You're saying nuts, sell it. Exactly. Like, just dig it, just get in there. Just, nuts, these nuts. Nuts. <laughs> uh, but to touch a little bit about my, my uh, journey through queerness, um, I'm the middle child of three. I have two sisters. And I never fit into that girl box. Mm. Um, mm. Like, it's like, this is, I, I see you're giving this to me, but it doesn't, it doesn't really fit. But, but thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to this for the time being and <laughs> just make, make face. It's like, yeah, this is wonderful. Um, but like an oversized shirt that a relative gave you that is so obviously not your style. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. This wow. is great. Sometimes you just hold on to a gender until you can figure out how to regift it. Yep, truly, truly. Um, and gender identity was definitely not something discussed in my family at all. Like between immediate family and extended family, that was very. Like, no, that, that, that doesn't happen in this family. Mm-hmm. Um, queerness was discussed slightly more, but never in a positive light. Right. Um, the way I came out to my family is that I, well, my parents, um, at my high school, they had these little pamphlets from um, PFLAG. I, I had time to research this and I didn't. Um, parents and family of lesbians and gays. And they had little parents who was like, oh, how to come out to your parents? And I just left them in the living room and dining room and 
eventually my parents found them. So ultimate strategy, truly. <laughs> so like it put the ball in their court. And it's like, when you're comfortable with bringing this up, you know how to find me. <laughs> um, you know where I live. It's with you. <laughs> <laughs> they, th- there could have been worse news to them finding out that I wasn't straight. But um, the way they, the, the way they handled it also wasn't great. Dad gave the 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 typical like, oh well, uh, homosexuality is a sin, hellfire, yada yada yada. Um, Mom took a different approach. Um, she asked me if I liked boys, girls, or both. And when I said both, she responded with, "Why? Have Why does anyone them? do anything?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I just do. That is the simplest answer so that that conversation, that, that leg of the conversation did not go any deeper. Like, because tits are amazing, mom. <laughs> mom, ha- have you seen a boob? <laughs> mom, I want you to go see a boob and then come back to me. Um, pretty, pretty neat stuff. <laughs> they're soft and I love putting my face on. it's just just a, a whole other experience anyway <laughs> uh, but then she gave me the well I love you no matter what but mm. I always hate that but I always hate that but I would prefer if you liked men more well if I get a chance to re-roll my stats I'll think about it <laughs> no- noted I guess <laughs> and I not neither none of us were aware at the time that that would be that that was not going to be the last time I came out mm-hmm. um i i i guess I was straight at not straight well cisgender at the time because I didn't know any better I've always been <laughs> non-binary. Like, I this this was never like, all right this is what I have I remember having a love hate relationship with my tits when I grew out of one of my favorite dresses. Mm. Uh, oh, oh! Well, your 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 breasts are growing in. You're becoming a woman. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Can I be I something to... else? <laughs> but why? I really like this dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the 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 journey, like it, it took graduating from college and talking to, like just people of other orientations and gender identities for me to start really questioning it for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I finally got an opportunity to talk to a lot of like non-binary people under the non-binary umbrella and it's like, oh, okay, that that sounds like something that I think fits better. And I eventually uh, like between talking to some friends and Looking it up on the internet, limited information that's there, uh, or at least at the time. Right. Um, it's like, all right, I am not a man. I am not a woman. I am non-binary, and this fits. And now, now is the fun part of convincing other people that this is real and valid, and that I'm not full of shit. And that—that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> We 
could get into, we could just go on and on about healthcare and insurance and, well, well, technically, your file says. God on sale. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, great. My file says something. You can make it say something else. Oh, but the technology and and it only gives us certain options. And uh, are you saying that you're just you're just okay with this? You're just and I've loved I've worked in so many call centers. I'm like I know these calls are recorded. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, please keep giving me the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because I know I know that this is going to be in. Uh, a room somewhere and god I, like i'm disabled i've been unemployed for over two years now and i have reached the point where if i have to have an hour-long conversation with insurance about my pronouns that is going to happen but fine mm-hmm. i'll wait yeah because this, i'm not just going to accept being disrespected because your computer system only has two options, male or female, and it's completely foreign to you that non-binary pronouns existed. And mm. like, look, that sounds like a y'all problem. Yeah. You know, like, we, we will have this conversation every time I call if it comes down to it. I would like for it not to. Yeah. But, and there's a really great way to avoid the conversation. Put it in my file! <laughs> If you fix the problem, it stops being a problem. Just weird. Like when there's like alerts, like bad problems of, oh, like once, once the thing comes up, uh, alert, like, you know, for, for like, um, billing and stuff, this person's payment is overdue. Like have an alert. Hey, this person uses non-binary pronouns, uses this honorific. It just, if y'all want it to try. I like I feel like you would you would try you would do something, but it's like y'all not even putting in the effort because you don't care. Yeah, and yeah. I do. So like we're gonna we're just gonna have keep having this conversation for as long as it takes because I got the fucking time. <laughs> mm. I fucking love that. Well, speaking of other people's nonsense. And we can start with Joe, since I haven't heard from him in one hot second. Uh, what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time, and then you never have to hear about it again? Um, well, I don't know if this will be the very last time, but... Oh, sure. I mean, when, that's not yet. Yeah, right. But I would tell them to listen to other people's perspectives, especially those who are members of the queer community, and not everything needs the cis viewpoint to make it valid and sometimes just to shut up and listen and hear what people are saying it's the most important thing you can do truly yes i um i i'm never one of those people who are like the real problem with social media because like half my life is on social media now at this point but like (laughs) one of the problems of social media i feel is that it by nature gives everyone a platform, which mm-hmm. is good in many, 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 many ways. But it also 
gives everyone a platform. So everyone feels entitled to a platform on absolutely every single thing that they come across. Where yes. there are times where, like, like as a white person, my voice is not needed for the conversation. Or, like, as a cis person, my sister is not voice is not needed for the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, things mm -hmm. like that. There are times when you could just not say a thing and just listen instead. It's easy. No, totally. So easy. And then, like, you see, like, those, like, threads on Twitter where someone is, you know, giving an impassioned tweet about something. And then some rando just comes up and is like, well, actually. And it's like, I was not even talking to you. Like, why are you even here in my corner of the of the internet? Mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Where somewhere. did you even come from? <laughs> exactly. Truly. Oh my it's gosh. Like, you must have just like typed in some word and I'm going down every post that has been made and just being like, well, actually, but actually, but actually, but actually, actually, actually. actually. Yep. yep. It's just a I wish I had that amount of time and energy, truly. Like I have other things to do. And they clearly don't. And right. I wish that I had that so I could like finally finish reading a book. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no one needs to put every single thought on the internet. Um and not every single you thought you have is factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> thoughts can live in diaries. Um, sometimes mm. thoughts can live um, with your therapist or with a loved one that you trust. Um, and Bring sometimes thoughts can back. exist in your head. Sometimes they can exist on livejournal.com. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> thoughts can take the form of a question and then you can learn from the answer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just some ideas of what you could do with thoughts. <laughs> what would you tell cishet people for the last time and then never have to hear about it again? Every individual person deserves to be respected, um, regardless of if you understand or get their um, gender identity. Mm. Non-binary people are not new. The term itself may be relatively new, but like the concept of people existing outside of like male or female exist in many other cultures like but yes by different names but this ain't new this is not a foreign concept it's not just a millennial or gen z thing like there are like boomer non-binary people and what like this, this isn't that it's like, okay, yes, it may differ from what you might have been taught growing up. I wasn't taught about non-binary people growing up. Me neither. It is okay to change your opinion when presented with new facts. That part. And mm -hmm. like, that part. Yes, individual people can and do use they, them pronouns for themselves. I think the big problem with that is the fact that there's a choice. I, like so they completely understand that it can be used but i think their big problem is the fact that like it the difference between oh hey someone left their phone here versus oh deej uses they them pronouns and we should respect their wishes but we're not new mm -hmm. we're, this isn't this is not 
just something that was emerged from the depths of the ocean. Uh, (laughs) It's like like also that argument of like, oh, but using they and them as a pronoun is like not correct English is like completely bullshit too. (laughs) Because it's like one, there are many different forms of English, but also I'm sure like, I, I, I was like kind of explaining to my parents like, oh, I'm talking about a friend who used to say that I'm pronouns and they were kind of having a hard time wrapping their head around it. And I was like, well, if someone is in a car behind you and like, you don't know who they are, but you're like, oh, like that person, they're being such an annoying driver. Like you already are using they, them pronouns. Hmm. You maybe you don't realize that like, it's no different when someone says, hi, my pronouns are they and them. And like, I don't know, it's like so frustrating to like try and explain that to people when they can't seem to get their head around it, you know? Oh, you don't get to choose? Like, like I had to, like, I, I, I identify with, with my genitals and, and use <laughs> the pronouns that society put on me. Why don't you? Because it doesn't fit. And I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. for people. It's you to do that. That's a choice you're making as well. Exactly. Mm. If you want to change it, by all fucking means. Now, if you're going to do that bullshit, oh, I identify as an attack helicopter thing, then we're going to have another conversation. You're not I, like, a shitty joke, but I still will call you attack helicopter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because like, you asked. And that's just respect. It's, it's just. Let us have our choice. Mm. Like, we're not saying that men and women are invalid and non-binary people are... Full dance break. (laughs) Yeah, my default ringtone that gives me anxiety every time I (laughs) I hate phone calls. (laughs) So stressful. So stressful. Um... uh, but let's continue this podcast phone call. <laughs> this is this is different. I at least know two of you and Jen, you are awesome people and would like totally be down for like in-person hangs when it's yes, safe to do so. Uh but like um ah uh, shit. What were we talking about before my phone started ringing? Uh, you were saying that like not, men and women are not invalid, right. pro, like, yes. invalid like, identities, but like you, men can be men, women can be women. Like there are women that dress in a variety of like different clothing, which is by gender. Clothing should not be gendered either. But again, that's another topic. Um, and same with men; they can be cisgender. And, oh, button liked wearing dresses. That. Fine, let people have choices about their bodies because mm. what is authentic for me is probably not authentic for you, and that's fine. <laughs> like, just let people live their lives as long as they are not harming another person and being butthurt because my identity is non binary is not me hurting you. That's you being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> let people have choices for their own bodies and be respectful of that otherwise we're gonna have to be the angry angry queer and trans people 
We like to avoid so that. If you Especially were- as a black person, I would like to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> Completely different standards of like what anger looks like and like how anger is perceived uh, when it comes to race. Uh, so, uh, what are what are on? That's how sentences work. Your gay agendas, Joe. Um, well, for me today, after I finish this, I'm going to be, uh, oh, my gay agenda. <laughs> I got many because my gay agenda is probably like, uh, I was like, your agenda was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm like, I'm so, I have such a, what is that? Barrel lens? Tunnel clip? vision. Tunnel vision, yeah. Or blinders on for the horse. Yeah, that was the- yeah. I have such uh, blinders on and tunnel vision for like performing. But in terms of my gay agenda, I just want there to be more opportunities for people of color in the city to perform and express themselves. Mm. And I guess just like all, no matter where I go, I could see myself leaving Philly in like however many years. I'm certainly treating it as home now, and I do love the city, but. No matter where I go, I'd like to just see more of that in general and hopefully be a way for people to do that, you know, and help people put together shows like Coffee and Cocoa and Black Girl Di- Black Girl Magic, Black Diaries, those shows that are also established. We just need more of them. Yeah. Seriously, cannot be enough of them. Mm. All right. So... Plan to take over the world. Um. <laughs> oh, that too. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize we were talking about that. I mean, whatever your gay agenda is, it's just like, yeah, that's that's penciled in closer to the end. Though. I was like, but let's go in there. Um, so first, I want entities of modern society to catch up to at least expanding honorifics and pronouns on a standard basis. Mm. I mentioned earlier, like healthcare, insurance, um, even uh, like public buildings, like city mm. halls and courtrooms. Like I, I, want, I, I want to keep fighting to get at least Philly, because that's where I am. And that's where I've always lived to get on board like this is not there are a lot of non-binary people in philadelphia that use they them pronouns and that should be they should be able to be addressed by that because people don't understand how dehumanizing it is to like like okay there's it's one thing okay i don't know and okay people assume i i try i try to give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. but like when you have the information and you double down and it's like, oh, well, no, because no, no, no. They, them pronouns are valid. Get it in your systems. It's long overdue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to continue creating a platform for um, black and brown performers. And I, I specifically want to focus on um, black and brown trans performers, um, like not exclusively, but like it is a concentration of mine. I thank you. 
You have so many sound effects. Magical. Yeah, I, I like that one. I don't know if that was a good one, but I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Sneeze. Uh, that what the last one was. Hey, you have a thing coming up in in two hours. Mm-hmm. I have to set so many reminders for my events. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because my memory is terrible. Um, system feel that. <laughs> um, I want to inspire younger people. I, in particular, I want to inspire children. I want I want to dress as authentically me as possible when I'm outside because like, and they might not say anything to their, their parents or whomever, because they might not feel safe to do so, but I want them to see me and I want them to question something, gender, Mm -hmm. sexuality. Oh, is that a boy or a girl? Like I, I, I want those questions to start formulating in their heads, whether they're like trans or not, like, to at least get it in their heads that people are out there and live comfortably and like as themselves. And if they are trans, like, oh, hey, maybe I can make it. Like Mm. maybe like if I manage to get to a point where I can get out on my own, maybe I can like figure out who I am and express that and present that. And cause I I don't vividly recall seeing like I, this is going to sound weird but like noticeably trans people. Mm-hmm. And no like trans people don't have a look but like as a child just seeing someone else that looked like they didn't fit that man woman box would have been amazing. So it's just like I, I, if if there are more visible people like me out there, then hopefully it can inspire the younger generation to learn about themselves sooner. Because I'm going to be 33 next month, and I didn't start identifying as non-binary until about I'm going to say six years because time is weird right now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, so that would have been, give or take, 26, 25. I can do math. Um, <clears throat> so, like, in my opinion, that's kind of late. Like, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a lot of, like, maybe a little bit more confidence in, like, my stability in my body if I understood it sooner. So, to, 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 to recap. <laughs> Write this down. to to get society on board or at least philly society computer systems and just how people are represented electronically and these databases that we have to be a part of to start getting them to give an option for other Mm. pronouns and honorifics if possible to keep advocating for black and browns black and brown performers in philly specifically black and brown's trans performers and to inspire to to get the younger generations to start questioning like gender and sexuality earlier in life so that hopefully they can answer those questions for themselves sooner rather than later 
Mm. Amazing. I love every single one of the items that both of you brought. Thank you so much. All points. The game. Ah, yes. Hello, it's me, Jay, your camp counselor. Um, And I... (laughs) I made a second part of the game we played last time. <laughs> well, ready, uh... If I recall correctly, you each got a perfect score on the game last time, so I am extremely confident. <laughs> right, so uh, for the listeners who did not hear the first version of the game, uh, this is a quiz about, I don't know, queer stuff. Some of it's people, some of it's things. Uh <laughs> But everything starts with a D. D for digital, D for drag, D for Deej Nuts, uh, and D for uh, denial, which is how I first saw uh, Joe perform in Philly. <laughs> uh, so I used up a bunch of D words last time. Like we had uh, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. We had Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Divine and all that. Um, so I am working with my secondary list. So this one might be a little bit harder. <laughs> Ooh, intermediate. Okay. <laughs> the intermediate D-quiz. Uh, yeah, so it was called LGBT D. As I said, they're not all going to be winners. Uh, could I have used <laughs> the time between our first version of this recording and this one to come up with a better title? Possibly. Oh, oh my goodness. We were hoping that we weren't going to have to do this a second time. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's not a better title. Fucking stand in your truth, Jay. <laughs> This is your moment, all right? This is you. <laughs> Regardless, this is what it's called. Um, are you ready for the second uh, V2 of LGBTD? I'm ready. Yeah. All right, your first right. clue. Was he bi? Was he a closet heterosexual? Regardless, he's an icon. This space oddity went through a lot of changes playing with personas, singing alongside Freddie Mercury or the spiders from Mars. David Bowie. uh... David Bowie. That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) What what was your guess? Doctor Who. When you you started saying like the last part, I'm like, wait, no, 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 that's not it. I mean, space oddity and changes. I can see where that. Yeah. Oh my god. Sexual. So right canonical at some point or another. Are we sure that David Bowie wasn't a Time Lord? Can't say with confidence. We can't. We can't be sure. No. We maybe. Be sure. Maybe he just regenerated, at, but this that body had to be retired. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time he'll do less uh, zhuzhi stuff. Have you, have any of you ever seen um, Death Becomes Her? That is a fun and yes. out there movie. If you haven't, please do. <laughs> also I would has... like to speak about Madeline Ashton, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it also has a uh, big queer energy and starts with a D. Could have used it for this quiz. Don't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Extra credit. Two bonus points for you. (laughs) All right. Second clue. Oh my gosh. I wish they would stop mowing the lawn outside my place. Um (laughs) I I the lawnmower in my area stopped, so maybe they hightailed it over to you. (laughs) They drove very, very fast on their uh seated lawnmower. Clue two. 
the twink from one of the famously flamboyant Oscar Wilde's novels. They say queer folks have a second adolescence, but most of us don't take it so far as to magically link our youth to a creepy cursed painting up in our attics. I know this one, but I will let you both go first. <laughs> it's Dorian Gray. It is Dorian Gray. The picture of Dorian Gray. Um, I like pretended to read that for a book report once, but I was like way too young and it went over my head. <laughs> same, same. It's like I'd heard about how homoerotic it supposedly was, but I was early enough in my queer journey that I was like, oh, that doesn't really interest me. Um, yeah. Who was I fooling? <laughs> I saw a not great musical adaptation of it and then an incredibly homosexual one-man production of it by past guest Josh Hitchens. Ex oh, wow. It was to the point where, like, like, my partner and I saw it together and then we got in the car and then extremely sarcastically, my partner turned to me and went, wait, was Oscar Wilde gay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How gay know. are we talking about here? Okay. <laughs> I said, how gay are we talking about here? Um, Josh is very much an artist who will let subtext be text. Mm-hmm. I will leave Word. it at that. Word. Yes. I thought for a minute you meant how gay was Oscar Wilde, and I was like, dude, I... He went to jail for it. <laughs> literally. <laughs> He was tried in a court of law for being gay and went to jail. That's how gay. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. There were trials with receipts and everything. Like, you're writing some pretty gay stuff. He also had the shittiest boyfriend who turned him in, but... Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Lord Alfred Bosey. I will die on that hill. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Anyway, third clue. <laughs> Janelle Monae's third studio album that came out like the day after she came out as queer. Make me feel pink. Those vagina pants? Iconic. Dirty computer. All... <laughs> I love how we're all just raising our arms. We're all just... In praise of Janelle Monae's dirty computer. No, dirty computer is so good. Oh, mm. I still haven't seen that digital short because I'm sure I'm going to cry. I, it I, is I, am, I am positive amazing. I'm going to cry and I'm just like no, I can't yeah. I can't but I, I know I want to it's definitely like a lot but it's also really amazing it feels like one of those things where like for me it's that and also the 2019 Little Women I know it will make me feel like a very um, uh, necessary cry and I need to schedule time for myself for that necessary cry mm. Exactly, because it's like mm -hmm. it's going to be so draining, and you cannot have anything else to do for the rest of the day. But you know, afterwards, you're going to feel amazing. Mm -hmm. But you got to get through the, you got to get to the bottom so that you can go yeah. back up. And I'm like, I have so much to do right now. You got to give yourself a, a space for catharsis. You got to budget that in. Yeah. I'm just glad that we all uh, have the respect required for um, my president, Janelle Monet. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Seriously. Uh, all right. We're three for three. We're halfway through. So, so far, y'all are nailing it. Um, our next clue. This, I keep saying the word icon. Jesus Christ. Um, Not icons. <laughs> take a shot every time I say icon in this quiz. We'll die. <laughs> 
uh, this absolute icon reigns supreme. Dorothy and the Wiz. I'm coming out a gay anthem if there ever was one. What else can I say? Diana Ross. Diana well, Ross. <laughs> I I have two songs. I've recently added two songs from the Wiz into my um my morning playlist. It's called Inspire, but like mm. I, it's the playlist that I play in the morning. You know, all right, come on, let's get the blood rolling. Right. Um, He's on down the road, and um, I always forget the exact name of the t- the song, but uh, "Brand New Day." Oh God, I was oh, hoping yeah. you'd say that one. <laughs> At seven minutes, saw I listened to the entire thing, and like I I I, it's it's currently just like brain food at the moment, but I I am formulating an act to that song because because like. I think it's going to help me with like, like those two songs have kind of helped me through some of the, um, the, the frustration with like MS limitations. Mm. And I just remember that movie bringing just so much joy because the music was just amazing. And like, yeah, sorry, we're, we're getting distracted again. Um, (laughs) Listen, if it's on your heart, say it. Exactly. I mean, that movie is so fantastic. I'd only seen it for the first time. Like, I was familiar with the music, mm-hmm. like, from, like, high school on. Mm-hmm. But I'd only actually seen the movie a few years ago. And I remember really liking it. And then I remember watching it this year. And just, like, picking up so many more, like, little details that make it, like, an awesome, awesome film. Mm-hmm. Like, that final dance they do to Brand New Day, that is maybe, like one of the best choreographed and like execution of dance like I've ever seen on film. True. It is so wild. Like it's a seven minute long thing like Deej was saying and everyone is killing it. It's, if y'all haven't seen The Wiz, like definitely watch it yes. tonight because it is honestly so good. It's it's the, the black adaptation of The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's great. It's Those of- accordion things are weird as fuck. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Um. <laughs> One of the best adaptations, I think. Period. Um, God, if watching the Muppet of Wizard of Oz did anything, it just made me go, "Why am I not watching The Wiz instead of this?" Oh uh, yeah. Truly, truly. I, I remember that happened. <laughs> it, it really did. That is the exact. That is the most positive word I can give that adaptation, is that it happened. Next. I, yeah, we gotta move on, because now I'm thinking about uh, Gonzo talking about his nipples, and I need to, I need I to step away from that thought. <laughs> I completely forgot that nipples. happened to that movie. I need to I, step away from that thought. <laughs> I haven't seen it, and now you have made me glad I haven't. It's really bad. <laughs> Queen Tarantino's in it for like a second, and it's like, yeah, oh my God. it's it's a weird. mess. Yeah, he becomes a chicken. We can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is cursed. It's cursed. All right, all right. How about our fifth clue, though? Perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of misinformation going around about the name of this dramatic dance move, where one falls backwards to the ground in a struck pose. Uh, whatever it's called, I will always scream. 
when someone does one, um, but also someone should tell acclaimed famous fracker RuPaul that it's not a shablam. I'm sorry, what is he calling it? <laughs> shablam. shablam. That's what they say on the, on the TV show. If you just no. had a shablam in there. Okay, somebody else has to say what the name is before I accidentally steal that from y'all. I mean, is it my the, feelings about Shablam. Are we saying the correct name or the the popular wrong name? Either would start with a D. Yes. So right. I will accept either. But I mean, by you calling it the correct name, I mean, I... Let's call it what it is. <laughs> a, a, a dip, right? A dip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the dip. incorrect name is a death drop. Yes. Yeah. It's a dip. It's not a death drop. It's not a shablam. Not a With shablam. either of those names, why would you call it a shablam instead? It, like, it's just so annoying because shablam started, I think, because some people would say like a sound like shablam if someone hits one sometimes, but like a sound effect accompanying something is not the name of it. Yeah, you don't call like you don't call a nightlife show a woo. <laughs> Why not, though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm about to go perform in a woo! <laughs> I'm here for that one. <laughs> no, we, should just, we should just start doing that in, like, our own corners of social media and just confuse the fuck out of people. I am for it. I am, I am, I am for random acts of chaos. Ask my roommates. <laughs> Yes, yes. I can't wait to see the woo this weekend, Coffee and Coco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and All right. Both me and Joe have a few woos coming up this weekend. Yeah. Final, final clue? Is, uh... oh. <laughs> it's our final clue. Uh, not only did this diva write, I will always love you and Jolene in the same day, not only did she bankroll the Moderna vaccine, she's also always on the right side of social issues, including speaking out about gay rights. Um, and also she's lost to drag queens in contests where the goal is to um, look like her. And that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's Holly. Dolly Parton. Who also has her own theme park? Yes, that I've been to, and it's fun. Oh, you've been I to Dolly World? Where yeah, is I've it? Yeah, I've been to Dolly World. It's a real hoot. Okay, I have heard of that. No, Are, like, the rides themed like Dolly Parton, or is it just the name of the park? Yeah, here's the weird thing. Uh, they're not. Um, <laughs> I will say pros and cons. She does, like, there's Dolly World, and she also has a show in the area where it's like, Haha, we're doing a medieval times thing, but it's like the Civil War, and there's like a red team and a blue team, and it's like, Dolly, we can't be doing oh, no. this. Oh no. Oh, I take cannot the... be doing this, Dolly. <laughs> but Dolly World does not have that within it, as far back as I recall. <laughs> and there's just roller coasters and kids' rides and stuff like that, and it's cutesy. I take back the bit of the clue where I said she's always on the right side of things. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, like, it's in Tennessee, so it seems very much like an area thing, where, mm -hmm. like, they are all just, like, horny for that memorabilia and stuff like that, so, like, you know, and I don't even know if the show is still running. That's right. just what I, that was my experience. I did not attend the show. Let it be known. Let it be known. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let it be known I did not attend Dolly Parton's <laughs> weird history bonanza. Well, uh, you two got another perfect score on LGBTD V2. Yeah. <laughs> so Woo! congratulations. Yay! Yay! Thank you, you both so much for joining us one more again to record this. You now have the space to promote yourselves. Go for it. Tell people where um, to find you. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. My name is Joe, also known as Esme Eventide, my new drag name. You can find me on Instagram at, at Esme Eventide. That is E S M E E V E N T I D E. Um, Esme Eventide. Uh, picked it from, if y'all are familiar with a series of unfortunate events, there's a villain in it named Esme who I was always obsessed with. And eventide is like a really old word for like nighttime and darkness because I have been wanting to do some more horror things and glamour things. So if that is something you're interested in, be sure to follow me. Uh, plus, I will be performing in a Janelle tribute show on Saturday. And Sunday is the Amazing Coffee and Cocoa show, which is going to feature a whole slew of incredible Philadelphia performers. Um, and we are coming to serve. And we're going to serve hard. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, that that cast list is just fucking chef's kiss. Like, best of the best, truly. <laughs> Deej? All right. I should have a notebook. It's like, flip. And <laughs> yeah. All right. this weekend, I have back-to-back shows. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, Saturday, um, I'm in a... I've been taking a burlesque act development course with the Philadelphia Burlesque Academy and the student showcase is this Saturday um, at, I'm in the show, I should know when it is. Um, <laughs> it's either 7 or 8 p.m. Um, but the, there's a, there'll be a link on Facebook to it. Sunday is the Coffee and Coco show. Um, this will be my first time hosting ever. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm also, I, I was trying to do a new number for it, but with all the things going on this weekend, I just decided to re-record something that I had been meaning to re-record, but it's, it's fresh and has new costume and I have learned much since the first recording. We it's, love a redo. Yes. Monday, the, the wonderful and amazing Renaissance Noir mm-hmm. is putting on a, uh, a birthday show. It's called the Hashtag One Woman Army Birthday John. And that, I do believe, is 9 p.m. That one might also be 8. I should have had this stuff ready. Um, yes, and it's going to have people like uh, the Queen of Twerklesque, the Queen of Hearts, um, the amazing Bretso and May Rose on May 2nd. No, 12th. 12th? I don't know. Joe? Uh, which one? Play for re- gay for replay? I believe it's 12th, yes. Um, I'm going to be in the next edition of Gay for Replay, <laughs> um, hosted by Cotton Queen, 
Mm-hmm. And um, there's also a um, Esme Eventide production. And that yeah. weekend, I don't know if it's the 14th, 15th, or 16th, I'm going to be in a show called Able. It is a showcase of um, disabled performers. And I am, I'm actually really excited for this one. Um, I am doing a raunchier number that most people are used to. And I think it's why I got rejected from a show that was supposed to be about spring and like, like, like what that means to stay tuned. Oh, I am excited. It's going to be a lot of fun and deej shenanigans. That's all that is currently scheduled. And God damn it, I need a break. <laughs> really? You are booked, 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 both of you. Love it, love it. I can confirm that Gay Free Play is the 12th because I took a note on my desktop because I got so fucking excited that it's an Orville Peck show. <laughs> uh, we are gonna yee, we're gonna ha. We're going to wear some fringe. And <laughs> my Spotify okay. unwrapped is like, you're in the top like 5% of Orville Peck listeners. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Spotify sending you the number for a therapist and or a crisis line. It's like, look, I am in a pandemic. You mind your business. <laughs> you are not in charge of what the fuck I do while I'm into Benini, okay. right? That okay, that is like a real thing though, like apps with like overly personal notifications. Mm-hmm. Like I have Duolingo on my phone. I have not opened show. it since. I accidentally pressed it the other day. Oh, no. And the message was like, Hi, you know, you know it's been a while, but like you haven't checked any of your notifications. Should we turn them off? Oh, uh, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in a relationship with the Duolingo app because it's oh very, very, I don't know, it's very needy. For an yes, app. the owl needs to chill. Seriously. No, I'm not okay. Right. I will learn French later. <laughs> Jay, you want to uh, do your promo? Uh, yeah, if you want to tweet more queer D words at me, yeah, I'm opening up that window again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on twitter oh. at underscore glitter goblin underscore i'm fully prepared for my mentions to just be the word dick over and over and over again <laughs> and you can find my gay agenda on spotify uh apple Podcasts slash itunes and stitcher and a bunch of other podcatchers so go catch them there um leave us a rating if you are so inclined because we like reading those uh you can just find us on facebook you can find us on twitter our handle is gay agenda cast and you can find us on um instagram that's the one uh we're new there uh it uh, the handle is my gay agenda podcast because i did not find a more or less ruly uh <laughs> name since the last time we recorded um, and if you want to support us on a financial level and get some bonus content, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash mygayagenda. Much like Rachel, second time's the charm Higgins, <laughs> Jay Alexander, Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Go scream and throw money at some queer performers. <laughs> woo! Yes. Yeah. Woo! Scream like woo. Maybe not horror scream because I know that would uh, scare <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, blood curdling like. Ah!
as like money falls out of your like mouth and all that like weird yeah oh i and think then- i think i had that dream the other day actually <laughs> and then like a cat i scramble and hide under the couch and that's our gay agenda that's our gay agenda that's our gay agenda we just want to exist <laughs>